I've been waiting 23 years to say that. All right. So, uh, yeah, I don't have anything to say at this portion. This is where I normally say stuff to figure out if we're going to match up. <laughs> penis. I love penis, Claudia said <laughs> to Jeff, seductively caressing both of her yam yams. Allow me to get you some from the kitchen. <laughs> I tried to make a GIF out of the animation of that video, but because it's age-restricted, uh, you can't put it in, into any of the GIF makers because it will only play on YouTube because it needs to verify your age. Lame. Yeah, totally lame. So you have to verify your age. Well, it's freaking YouTube. I know. Uh, this is the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Okay, today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 12, titled War of the Coprophages. Uh, it is such a fucking weird episode. Yes. Coprophages <laughs> is a fun word that makes me think of Morty's teacher on Rick and Morty. Do you know <laughs> why? Uh, doesn't he... Doesn't he sh well, because I'm thinking of the episode where everyone becomes like a weird sex mantis, like going after Morty. Nope. Even more specific is uh, the Pickle Rick episode when they go to see their therapist. Morty's teacher comes out and he goes, oh, Morty, do you eat poop too? Because. <laughs> oh, yeah. The... I was more focused on cockroaches than poop. Nope. Because <laughs> coprophages means dung eater. Or shit eater, or poop eater, whichever were and on Rick and Morty on the pickle Rick. So episode. you're saying that you eat poop? No, but they this this doctor's really she, helped she me. She comes with... out and she flips her sign over from like coprophagy <laughs> therapy to family therapy yeah. or something. <laughs> oh god! I need to rewatch Rick and Morty before a new season. Me too. I was actually just thinking I might do that after we're done podcasting because the new season. And comes out so soon. Anyway, this episode is directed by Kim Manners, uh, written by Darren Morgan, who wrote the uh, second season episode Humbug, and also wrote Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose, which is why the tone of this episode is as it is, because uh, Morgan likes to inject quite a bit of humor into his episodes. And this one originally aired January 5th, 1996. Uh, and again, another... Uh, cast member, uh, like cameo. Really? Which one did you recognize? Um, well, when we get to, well, when we get to, but the three people that are like smoking shit. Oh, <laughs> there's, um, there's one guy in that, ah, why do they not make this easy for me to find cast? Uh, there's one very specific person. Uh, I can't remember his name, but, uh, Tyler, Tyler Laban, Laban, he is mostly, he did a horror movie called 
Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, um, okay. I haven't seen. He mostly that one. plays comedy characters. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. It's. It, I was like, ah, yeah. He's just being a stoner mm-hmm. of shit. Yeah. Uh, this one has some fun uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, the title of the episode and the inspiration from the episode is uh, partly from Orson Welles' 1938 radio broadcast of War of the Worlds, which is why uh, War of the Coprophages is taken from that, but also uh, partly based on the myth that there was mass hysteria after that uh, radio or during that radio broadcast because people thought it was real. Um, Fun fact, the reason that that myth exists is because newspapers at the time were afraid that radio was going to replace them and wanted to paint radio as bad and untrustworthy and literally wholesale invented the story that radio caused mass panic during War of the Worlds. <laughs> That's, that is a thing that happened. Um, also, some more fun behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, it was inspired also partly by the fact that Darren Morgan saw uh, the cover of a magazine which featured uh, insect-like robots, though... Those were something that were being worked on at the time and were on the cover of, it doesn't say which magazine, probably something like Popular Science or something like that. Um, Also, (laughs) there were about 300 cockroaches, real cockroaches used for the production of this episode. Ah, fantastic. Yes, and uh, Kim Manners, the director, was apparently very pleased that the cockroaches, quote-unquote, acted very well um, and apparently got all the shots that he wanted to get. And cast and crew members uh, humorously recalled later that uh, Manners even uh, jokingly began to give orders to the insects. And John, uh, cinematographer John Bartley said, when I saw Kim Manners talking to a bucket of cockroaches, that was a highlight for me. (laughs) Uh, they also made a bunch of rubber cockroaches and, uh, piles and piles of fake dung. Did they just grab... Uh, the this is Ask Jurassic Park if they could borrow that. I don't know. It says created for the show by using an organic feces-free substance. That's all it says. Okay. Also, apparently Fox uh, gave this episode some criticism because the initial script used words like crap. <laughs> yeah the, back then you couldn't use crab as a, i know as a i was reading that and i went oh my goodness the sorry cross the line you can't say crap mm-hmm. yep <laughs> i know uh later on kim manners went on to uh kind of attack this in the 21st episode of the second season of the tv show millennium which is actually a spin-off of the x-files in the episode, a network sensor again targets the use of the word crap and storms onto the set of a show resembling the X-Files being taped, featuring <laughs> lookalikes of Mulder and Scully. 
Um, and one final note, this is, uh, one of the rare occasions in the series where they break the fourth wall, uh, but it's very, very subtle. A cockroach runs across the screen. Okay. I was like, I wasn't sure when to bring that up, but that drove me nuts. I like, I, I <laughs> it brought, was meant I, like, to make the viewer think a real bug had landed on and run across their screen. So that was the thing. I like, I totally like, I caught it the first one was like, wait, what just happened? So I backed it up and then it happened again. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they did that on purpose. Yep. Okay. Cause I went, I was going a little nuts there for a second. Like, did someone purposely put in a cockroach crawling across my screen? Yep. It was a uh, kind of a scare thing to make people think an actual, because they were going for the idea of, of course, everybody in this town is seeing cockroaches everywhere. And it was kind of a tactic to, um, make the viewer kind of pull the viewer into also seeing cockroaches everywhere. Uh, kind of, well, it's, kind of like it's weird because I feel like that should have happened like a couple more times instead of just one. It should have, it would have been great. Um, it, it kind of reminds me though of, um, way back when there was this old Vincent Price movie, the tingler. Oh yeah. The ting. I remember that. The tingler is loose <laughs> in the theater. Scream, scream for your lives. And the seats had like vibrating things in them or whatever to make. And they had a, and they had also, I don't know if they, like a puppet, the, I think that like flew the, into the theater. Right. There was either a puppet or they had kind of like an animatronic, like basically an antenna, like a fuzzy antenna underneath your seats. So it would kind of like yes, that's pull what it, a string. Yeah, it was it's to make you think that this creature was in the theater with you. Yeah. <laughs> and the only way to get it to go away was to scream. And so Vincent Price, at one point in that movie, just literally turns to the screen. The tingler is loose in the theater. <laughs> scream, scream <laughs> for your lives. <laughs> There's another point in this episode that reminds me of another movie, but we'll get there. We might as well dive in at this point. So this... <laughs> Uh, this episode starts off really weird. Um, in Miller's Grove, Massachusetts, uh, there's a dude in the dark giving like a monologue on how <laughs> cockroaches, he's like cockroaches are like, they can withstand this much amount of pressure. And, you know, he's giving all these facts about cockroaches, like he's like fascinated by them or whatever. And it turns out he's an exterminator. <laughs> It kind of reminded me of the exterminator in uh, in Arachnophobia. Mm, mm-hmm. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, if I did, I can't remember. John Goodman is like this, like Dan Aykroyd's in that one too, right? Yeah, he's okay. in it as well. Uh, like, but John Goodman's like this, like exterminator. That's kind of the same mentality as this guy. And I was just like, oh man. And then I was like, I gotta watch that again. So this is in the basement of a uh, man named Dr. Jeff Eckerly and the, the he has a cockroach infestation. So the exterminator is there to in Eckerly he goes upstairs and the exterminator starts spraying the cockroaches. Um but when he sprays one cockroach it doesn't go down and so he sprays it again and it goes down and he goes to crush it under his foot, but he uh, begins to, uh, we think, have a heart attack is basically what he's like. Uh, 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 
<laughs> and he's like clutching his chest and his throat and everything. And he gets swarmed by cockroaches. And Eckerly comes downstairs. And uh, the roach he tried to crush comes out from under his boot. And it's unscathed. And Eckerly comes down back into the basement. And this dude is just covered in a swarm of cockroaches. And so then, coincidentally, quote, 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 <laughs> uh, Mulder is also in Miller's Grove, Massachusetts, because he's there on his time off investigating <laughs> UFO sightings in the area. And so he's parked in his car and Scully calls and they're talking on the phone and she... And Mulder gets approached by the sheriff and it's so funny because Mulder, the sheriff is like, hey, what you doing? Who are you on the phone with? And Mulder's like, my drug dealer. Yes. <laughs> and the sheriff is like, all right, I'm going to need you to see your ID. And so Mulder, of course, pulls out his FBI badge and the sheriff's like, oh, what you doing? And Mulder's like... Looking for UFOs, which doesn't seem to phase the sheriff at all. Yeah, he's just so, he's just like, yeah, okay, cool. But then the sheriff is like, it's kind of weird you're sitting out here in the dark with your windshield wipers going. And Mulder's like, oh, I just turned on my windshield wipers to get rid of some bugs. And the sheriff's like, oh, it's not a yeah, roach, he, is it? He, imme he immediately grabs his gun. <laughs> he grabs his gun. Like, is it not a roach? It's not a roach, is it? And Mulder's like, I don't think so, but that's quite a reaction to a cockroach. Well, not only that, because then he, the cop gets in his car and drives away, but he stops and he's like, I gotta go. It's like, well, because the, why? the What's sheriff is like, there's been an awful lot of roach attacks. And then yes. he immediately gets a call about the... the um, guy in the basement and Mulder is like well roach attack I've gotta see what this is about <laughs> cause even Mulder is like what <laughs> and for Mulder to be like wait what <laughs> this from this point forward this episode just gets freaking weird cause like it, because of the tone of it I was so thrown off <laughs> because of stuff that happens in this episode well, at the same time that Mulder is going to with the sheriff to investigate this this is when it's the trio of teenagers that are drinking beer and huffing methane from heated manure yeah which reminds me uh did you ever hear the it number one it reminds me of cheesing from south park when they <laughs> huff the cat piss yeah. And also there was a rumor for a long time that kids did this. And I don't know if this was bait, but there was like a thing called, I think at my school, it was the rumor was that it was called Jankum and that it's when you just kept shit in a jar uh, and huffed it yeah. later to get high. Jankum. I've, I've heard those as well. Um, mm. Never done it. Uh, so I do not know of it. Like well, I don't think well it's a, it I think it was an urban legend. I've never investigated it because I'm too afraid to find out that people really were huffing. You're sure it's a thing or was a thing. Oh God. Anyway. And if it is us here at the uh, two bro geeks slash FBI's most unwanted, do not support anyone trying to do Jankum. No, no, just cheesing because then you can go fight for the daughter's hand at the breastiary. 
<laughs> to be worthy of the awesome boobage. <laughs> the awesome boobage. <laughs> oh, yeah! Heavy metal thunder! <laughs> um, so yeah, these three teenagers are like huffing shit. Well, actually the girl doesn't want to huff shit. She just wants to drink beer. And the other guy's like, no, no, this is like magic it's like you stuff it and she's like i think you want to stuff something else and it's like oh yeah they just want to get you really good and high so they can fuck you is what's going on here yeah it was kind of a little bizarre in any way wow for 90s that's a weird thing to kind of throw in there yeah and one of them gets so high supposedly that he sees an open ro- a roach crawl into an open wound on his wrist and like run up his arm. So he grabs a razor blade and just starts slicing his own arms open with a razor. And he bleeds to death. And so back in the basement, Mulder calls Scully and he's like, hey, Scully. Because they're not a Mulder's on his quote unquote vacation. And Mul- Scully's just hanging out in her house, reading and giving Queequeg a bath. And Queequeg is her dog, everybody remember. Yeah. Um, the dog from Ruckman's Final Repos. Yes. Um, and she's like, and he's like, hey, um, do, do, do cockroach, like, why would a guy die from cockroaches? And she's like, well, uh, some people are probably allergic, you know, there is rare, but you know, somebody could be allergic to the cockroaches and go into anaphylactic shock and Mulder's like, oh yeah, check him for anaphylactic, you know, Mulder's like relaying with the MEs and everything. And she's like, do you need me to come up there? And he's like, no, I think I got it. Bye. Yeah. And he hangs up (laughs) and then they get the call about the teenagers. So they go to there and he calls Scully again, and he's like, hey, <laughs> Scully, um... It's, it's like this weird game of, of like, telephones. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, Scully, um, like, I'm at another scene that supposedly there were roaches, but, like, the kid, like, cut his arm open, and she's like, are there drugs? And he's like, well, yeah, this one kid was huffing shit, and she's, which he doesn't say. He, like, says something about getting high on methane vapor or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, well, there is a thing that, like, when people get really high, they think their skin is crawling with bugs and they cut themselves. It's probably that. And Mulder's like, yeah, it probably is that. Bye, Scully. <laughs> and he hangs up. And, but not before she goes, do you sure you don't want me to come up there? And he's like, no, it's okay. It's all good. Bye. And he hangs up. But then Mulder finds a cockroach on the underside of a piece of furniture. And he goes, hey, there were cockroaches here. And he tries to catch this cockroach or grab it or whatever. It crumbles to dust in his hand and he gets cut by pieces. And he's like, what the heck? Like, why did I get cut by this cockroach? Like this, I think it's metal. And so this, this was where, where I started getting like, what's happening? Because yeah, he goes in for, to get bandaged while they're looking at the, uh, the dust uh, from the cock, the dust. Mm-hmm. And like the, the, the MD is like, is like panicking and be like, well, you think these are cockroaches? I don't know what you're hearing, but uh, I don't know what anything is. Yeah, meanwhile, like, the whole town yeah. is starting to get, like, paranoid about... Because yeah. everybody is... Because lots of people are, like, getting hurt and dying. 
And there's always cockroaches there. And yeah. so he's like, what if it's an invasive species? Like, what if it's a type of cockroach that can, like, actually attack you or bite you or is venomous or something? And this is when the sheriff is like, well, you know, uh, I think that the government, they have this USDA farm here. It's like a house. It's like a base. And I think they're actually breeding killer cockroaches. <laughs> And Mulder's like, killer cockroaches, USDA, interesting. And while that's going on, a medical examiner, he goes to take a dump in the bathroom. (laughs) But he gets attacked by cockroaches and dies, which is pretty high on the list of ways I don't want to die. Covered in cockroaches yeah, take, trying to take... shit in our cockroaches. <laughs> taking a dump getting attacked by cockroaches <laughs> is pretty high on the terrible ways to die. Well, when they found him, he at least had his underwear up. That's true. He like attempted to pull up his pants and run. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Mulder runs in and there's a cockroach in the sink And he tries to grab it, but it goes down the drain. And so Mulder calls Scully again, and he's like, hey, Scully. Um, So she's like, let me guess. Is this cockroach related? He's like, yeah, this medical examiner died taking a dump in the bathroom. And there were cockroaches. And Scully's like, is one of his eyes red? And Mulder opens his eye. He goes, yeah and she goes brain hemorrhage from straining too hard (laughs) (laughs) which i think is how elvis died by the way yeah it is (laughs) and so she goes so do you want me to come up there and Mulder's like "Ah, no i think i got it um like this running gag so (laughs) Mulder goes to investigate the USDA facility, but he calls Scully again and he's like, (laughs) he's like, hey, Scully, uh, there's this USDA thing here. Or no, she calls him because she has started investigating cockroaches on her own. And she's like, you know, there is this possibility that it's an invasive species. Like there was this other invasive species that did something. I can't remember. And he's like, well, uh, there's also this USDA facility here, and I think I got this. And she's like, please tell me you are not breaking into the USDA facility. Like, you'd... Already inside. (laughs) She's like, you do not have a good track record of breaking into government property. He's like, too late, I'm already inside. (laughs) And once he gets inside, she's like, okay, well, fine. Since you're already there, tell me what you see. And he's like, kind of empty. Looks like a normal house. Oh, wait a minute. The walls are moving. He says it's nonchalantly, too. He's just like, he's just like, well, it looks like it's like a two-story house, pretty modern furniture, and the walls are moving. She's like, wait a minute. The and... walls are moving? He goes, yeah, hang on. And cockroaches rip out of the wallpaper and start to go everywhere. And a light comes on. And Mulder, we just see Mulder kind of staring off screen. And Scully's like, Mulder? Mulder, what's happening? Mulder? And he's like, I'll call you back. And he hangs up the phone. And in the room is this beautiful woman named Dr. Bambi Barenbaum. 
Yes. And she is there. <laughs> she does work for the Department of Agriculture and she is studying cockroaches because she wants to develop more effective methods of pest control. And so she's like, and Mulder, of course, is immediately in love because she's gorgeous. And she's like, hey, I want to show you something. And she shows him like this cockroach that she gets to basically bioluminesce. He's like, that's cool. Do cockroaches usually light up with that? And she's like, well, it's a specific kind of like, see the plate he's standing on. It's like a certain kind of electrostatic charge and... This is where she really gets him. She goes, I think UFOs that, you know, people have been seeing UFOs around here. I think what they're actually seeing are swarms of cockroaches flying through uh, electrically charged airspaces. And Mulder's like, ah, UFOs, cockroach, electrically charged cockroaches. Yeah. And <laughs> you just, you Scully calls see his boner. <laughs> I think it's even funnier because his phone rings and he goes, not now. And not hangs, now. <laughs> he hangs back up. He doesn't say anything else. He answers, goes, not now, and hangs up. <laughs> it's so good. And so Mulder goes back to his hotel. Um, and he's sleeping, but I like that uh, she originally said something to him about, you know, uh, they're not really dangerous, but they have been known to, like, crawl into ears and noses and stuff. And, like, you see Mulder, like, in his bed, he's, like, twitching, and he's, like, swatting the side of his head. And finally, he just sits up, and he's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and he's, like, blowing his nose and everything. <laughs> And then he calls Scully, who's, like, cradling the phone. Because she's been waiting for him to call back. (laughs) (laughs) And and so, um, you know, they talk a little bit. (laughs) Where it's basically, without really saying much, it's just Mulder just saying, Yeah, so I was talking with Bambi. Wait, wait, wait. Bambi? Yeah. Her name is Bambi. Yeah, the the, the doctor. Her name is Bambi? (laughs) (laughs) Scully's just floored that this woman's name is Bambi. Yeah, it's like he keeps, like, there's a moment where, like, Mulder, uh, uh, Mulder's just getting really, really personal about how he hates bugs. Yep. Because he saw a praying mantis, and after he's done with that that story, (laughs) Scully's just like, yeah, but her name is Bambi? <laughs> <laughs> Completely just negated she, all she that. She ignores his story about like being, hating bugs and everything. And so, at this point, uh, in cutaway scenes, there's a man in another hotel room who's watching the news. And of course, on the news, they're covering cockroaches. And the cockroach hysteria. And at this point, a cockroach crawls onto this dude and he starts screaming and Mulder grabs his gun and runs down the hall. And when he gets there, there's a bunch of people around the hotel room. And one of them is actually Dr. Eckerly from the beginning. And, um, they open the door to the hotel room and there's cockroaches inside. And Dr. Eckerly runs off screaming Cause this is the second dead person he's seen covered in cockroaches and, and you know, everybody's like, Oh God, we're all going to die. <laughs> and, 
Um, Scully has decided to come up there because Mulder, he goes in and he goes, um, when do they decide that about the mechanical? Oh, he, he, uh, well, they, they, they get the filing thing because they figured out that it's metal and Bambi mentions that there's a biomechanical, like a guy working on robots. Right, so Mulder actually gets it. Yeah, Mulder gets one of the cockroaches from the hotel room. He finally found yeah. finds one and he picks it up very carefully. And uh, Scully is like, okay, that's it. I'm coming up there. Like, I'm. this is ridiculous. This whole thing is weird and I'm tired of playing phone tag. I'll be there soon. <laughs> And Mulder brings the cockroach to Bambi, <laughs> who is like, well, we can determine what sort of cockroach it is. And she puts it under, she's like, we can tell from its genitals. And Mulder's like, what? And she's like, oh, wow. And Mulder's like, what? And she's like, she, he's hung like some kind of, and she says, dragonfly. Some sort of, dra- like, some sort of fly. Yeah. And she puts it under an even bigger microscope and she goes, wait a minute. This is like not a cockroach dick. This is some sort of like wire or antenna. <laughs> it would be, oh, be great if like they let that slip. I mean, they tie a lot of genitalia talk in this episode. But I would just love if she was like, um, this isn't a cockroach dick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they skirt around the idea of cockroach dick, basically. <laughs> is what And... She's like, uh, I think this is a robot. And there's this dude that I admire. His name is Dr. Ivanov. And he's been working on insect-like robots. So Mulder goes to visit this guy at, I think, MIT. Um, and he gets there. And, he, of course, there is an insect-like robot there to greet him. But it's big. It's not even close to it. It's, like, huge. It's, like, the size of a small dog. And uh, we meet Dr. Ivanov, who is wheelchair bound. I can only assume he was based on Stephen Hawking, even though Stephen Hawking was a cosmologist and this guy is a roboticist. Um, But he even has the voice box. (laughs) Yeah, but at least this one's more just something that vibrates his vocal cords. That's true. It's it was an odd choice because it is just a microphone. He rests his throat on. Yeah, it's like. I'm going to Brett. It's like if I do this with my microphone and put it right on my throat and I'm not speaking directly into it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this episode's going to be weird. Sorry, listeners. Um, Just wait until we do a visual podcast with this. I know. And so uh, basically Mulder shows uh, the doctor this thing and it like blows the doctor's mind. He, he's like, Oh my God. <laughs> and he class a acting and he gets out. Like he, d- he doesn't even say anything. And Mulder's like, what, what? And the doctor just pulls out like a bottle of whiskey <laughs> and starts drinking and basically explains to Mulder that, uh, he's like, Hey, um, like if we were going to go out and explore the galaxy, like that would be a lot, right? Like, um, suppose it would take too long and you would need multi-generational ships or you could just send out a robot because it doesn't need supplies. It doesn't need to live and blah, blah, blah. 
And basically it all boils down to the doctor and Mulder come to the conclusion that these cockroaches are like scouts for alien life forms. They are. And this is like when he like looks on their microscope and he looks back at Mulder and says like, I have never seen anything be, this is way beyond my capabilities is when the uh, cockroach comes across the screen. Yes. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, <laughs> Scully oh arrives gosh. and she goes into a gas station. These people are fucking dumb. <laughs> They're so dumb. It is pandemonium. In the, well, it is, again, like I said, this is inspired by the myth that people went nuts into masses. To, because now there's been all these deaths because of cockroaches. And people are leaving town and they're fighting over boxes of cereal. And they're fighting over roach spray. And they're fighting over everything. And Scully's like, uh, I need a road map. And the people are like, get out of the way. Haven't you heard? There's roaches. And she's like, I'm just trying to get a road map. And they're like, shut up, lady. We're all trying to get out of town. They, there's like one guy who says something very specific where it's like, ah, oh, if you inhale them, you'll bleed out your nipples. And it was just like, wait, what? Yeah, if they <laughs> bite you and you get their venom, you're going to bleed out your nipples. Yeah, We're all going to die. <laughs> And Scully's like, all right, that's it. And she holds up her FBI badge and she's like, look, I am from the FBI. You're all okay. Nothing's happening. Nobody's going to die. Could somebody give me a damn roadmap? And somebody knocks over a thing of chocolate covered raisins. And a guy and one rolls out. And one rolls out, and a guy just goes, "Roaches!" <laughs> and they all run out the store. And it reminds me of you remember Caddyshack when yeah. the baby Ruth Bar gets thrown in the pool, <laughs> and the yes. little girl is like, "Duty, duty!" And everybody starts like immediately like screaming and jumping out of the pool because they think there's a piece of shit in the pool yeah so dumb (laughs) so and scully walks over after everybody's gone kneels down picks up the box of raisins and eats one (laughs) oh my god oh my goodness and um so Mulder, he's leaving the lab and he sees another roach and he picks it up. And, um, is this when he says, Hey, greetings from, yeah, he like picks up and is like, welcome to earth. Or well, something. in the, like, the screen goes bug view where it's in yeah. all the, and he's like, Hey, hello from planet earth, you know, or something like that. And he brings it back to Bambi who is like, Oh, sorry. This one's actually just a real normal cockroach. And so Scully comes in and she's like, hey, this guy, Dr. Eckerly, he was uh, researching like this alternative fuel source derived from dung and he had it imported. So that may have introduced this invasive species of roaches because the dung was imported. So maybe we should go to the warehouse where all the poop is being kept and he's like, no, no, I, I, I think maybe that they were probes. And so since they can use the methane from eating the poop, I think they're all alien probes that were living on the poop so that they could sustain <laughs> themselves with fuel. And Scully's like, 
Okay, Mulder. Yeah, all right. <laughs> What's Bambi got to say about yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Mulder and Bambi and Scully, they all go off to find Eckerly, and Bambi stays inside. But when Mulder goes in, he finds – or no, Scully doesn't go with them. She shows up later. Um, yeah. Mulder finds Eckerly – but he has lost his mind. He's like, oh, God, there's roaches. There's roaches everywhere. They're following me everywhere. There's roaches, roaches everywhere. And he's going to blow up his or he pulls a gun on Mulder and he's like, you're one of them, aren't you? You're one of the cockroaches. And Mulder's like, uh, <laughs> put the gun down. We're in a place filled with methane. You Don't fire that gun. You're going to blow us up. Um... And Scully That's shows when Scully up shows and, up yeah. and she goes into the facility looking for Mulder and she calls Mulder and Mulder's phone rings and that scares Eckerly because it makes him think that Mulder's a roach and he fires and the shot ruptures a methane pipe and it ignites the, the gas inside and, uh, Mulder and Scully are able to get out, but the whole place explodes and Eckerly dies. And so the next day, uh, Dr. Ivanov shows up to talk with Mulder at the scene of ex the explosion. Uh, and he meets Bambi and the two of them leave discussing insects and robots. And Mulder's like, huh, that's different. And Scully's like, yep, <laughs> um, they're quite a pair or whatever it is. She says, I can't remember. And not only that, but this scene concludes with at least five to six poop jokes, like, all in a row. Oh, yeah, there's lots of poop jokes. Yeah. Um, and Mulder, he starts writing his report on the case, and he starts to wonder how humanity would react if insect-like robots did visit Earth. And he reaches over to get... Uh, his some of his food and he sees a weird bug there and he freaks out and he smashes it with an X-File and that's the end of the episode. For this this episode, I, I text you when I was done with yeah. this going, what did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> but because of how ridiculous it is, it made it even more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Like, I real I get, I mean, overall, like, the overall... Because they never really, they're just like, oh no, because like, by the end of it, Mulder just comes to the accept that everyone died of natural causes of whatever mm -hmm. it is, and not by cockroaches. But he does still uh, believe that they are, they all died of natural causes, but there were also robot cockroaches. Yeah, they're still, yeah, they just happen to also be robot cockroaches. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, the whole kind of him, like, coming at realization, but still also just being super horny for Bambi. Uh, it, th overall, this was just fun. I give this an A. This is a solid A for being, like, different from what we've seen so far. Yeah, this one's a total blast. Um, there's, it's really funny. It's really ridiculous. Um, like you said, it's kind of a break, especially after um, the few episodes before it were sort of, like revelations was kind of weak. 
uh, last yeah. week, but then the two before that uh, that started off the season were pretty serious, so it was kind of a nice breather. Uh, so yeah, this one was a solid A for me as well. Uh, next week's episode is called Syzygy. Uh, and... Gesundheit. <laughs> and... Ooh, this one is kind of fun, too, in a different sort of way. I'm interested... I think this one's fun anyway. I'm interested to see what you think about it. And it has a very famous guest star. At the time, he was a nobody, but now he is very famous. So All when right. you see him show up, you'll be like, oh, my God! <laughs> like, that kind of thing. <laughs> so that's everybody's uh, lead-in to next week. So Nice. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for this episode. We will catch you next time. Later. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. 